The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth. He said to him, follow me. He got up and followed him. And as he sat at dinner in the house, many tax collectors and sinners came and were sitting with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard this, he said, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners. The Gospel of the Lord. One of my side jobs as a seminarian was keeping the books for a little community of religious living right behind All Souls, Berkeley, the Order of the Holy Cross. And so I would go in once a week and sit down and go through all the bills and print all the checks and make sure the accounting was kept. And it paid pocket money to help support me and my new marriage and all the other miscellaneous expenses that come with being in school and spending a lot more money than was coming in. That's part of life in school, right? But being somebody who has often enjoyed spreadsheets, going all the way back to my scientific training as an undergraduate, and counting things up and checking them twice, I feel an affinity for at least what the tradition says about who Matthew was sitting in his counting house, doing what tax collectors did in his time, regardless of the stigma that was attached to them. They were not tax men like we would fear coming from the IRS. They were sort of freelancers who worked for the Roman government, and they were kind of in charge with how much they would charge to make sure that they could get a living off of what they were doing without either falling afoul of the Roman authorities, which probably meant death, or falling afoul too much of their neighbors so that they would continue to pay taxes. It was, it must have been a very sort of careful and tricky balancing act. And even if the neighbors were paying their taxes, of course, there was always going to be grumbling, just there, as there is today, whenever the IRS comes around. Even if there is no tax man, the forms still have to be filled out. And the beans have to be counted. If we walk in that tradition about who Matthew was, and we bring that into relationship with the text that is attributed to him, we see a transformation of somebody who counted beans to somebody who began to count commandments. And we have an author writing, at least tradition holds again, 
to a small Christian community, probably in crisis in the latter half of the first century in Antioch, outside of Israel, where there had been a diaspora of the Jewish and early Christian community following the destruction of the temple and Jerusalem itself. And there were questions being asked about who are we and what are we going to pass on to the next generation and how is Christ speaking to us now? And we have a sense of the author Matthew, Matthew the Evangelist, going back over the ledgers, but this time not of his tax accounts, but of scripture, and pulling up the deep tradition and weaving them together with the inherited tradition of Jesus' teachings. And we end up with beautiful passages, chapter after chapter of Jesus' teaching. Jesus teaching how to be in a world that is in crisis, is broken, and is unpredictable, and how to be in community with one another in a world that is broken and in crisis and unpredictable. And as we've been hearing over the past few Sundays, we have these profound teachings about who is blessed and who is not, and how forgiveness and mercy are at the very heart of what we have received and what we must pass on. And in fact, they are the practices that will hold us together and that we are accountable. There's that word again, accountable to those practices and to one another. And that is what will see us through crisis and the threat of dissolution and living on the edge of danger and not knowing what will happen next. Matthew, perhaps of all the gospel writers, gives us most vividly this Christ who comes among us to rebind us to one another, not to imprison us, and not to hold us in our sins, but in fact to bring us back together to rebuild the body that has been so badly wounded and damaged by the world. That's the good news. And our response to that, as Matthew tells us, is that we are no longer being counters, worried only about our success. We are a people who are called to a different kind of accounting, where what matters most is mercy and self-offering and love and blessing, and presence. Matthew is the author who gives us 
that image towards the end of the gospel about what the people of God are to be up to. And he talks about bringing cups of water to the thirsty and visiting those in prison and clothing the naked. Those acts of mercy that have made the Christian tradition distinctive now for two millennia. That when we are not distracted by all of our building and maintaining of institutions, we are supposed to be about the business of simple acts of mercy. And that our fellowship is built, maintained, and strengthened on that basis alone. No matter what the ledgers say, no matter what the bean counters tell us about the future of the church. And that's good news because Matthew reminds us that wherever there is an act of mercy, Christ is present. And that means that Christ is welcome every time we engage with one another with mercy and love in our hearts. And every act of forgiveness calls Christ into being with us. And that is where the renewal of the world begins. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.